you can accomplish cleaning the crumbs off the kitchen, which might sound like a mundane task right now. But if you accomplish that tomorrow morning within an hour of waking up before you're on your phone in the day, you're going to be very proud and you're going to feel good about yourself and you're going to feel clean. You're going to feel organized. You're going to feel all of these things that carry you throughout the rest of the day. What is happening? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Grind Podcast. I'm Rochelle Samalia. I am joined by Ross Flanagan. South Boss is back on. And dude, don't fast forward because this entire podcast is incredible. But at the end, I share my most vulnerable journal entry with you guys on the podcast. And I'm really fucking, I'm sweating bullets from this. I'm so <laughs> nervous. But Ross brought up the vulnerability in me, and I know you guys always enjoy that as well. So get ready. Hold on to your seats. I'll see you inside. Ross, the sauce boss, back on, looking bigger than ever, dude. You look you look really, really good. Still um, super lean. Still lean. Striated yeah. glutes. Yeah, striking distance of, uh, of the Olympia, to say the least. I'm really excited for you. Uh, give us a little update. How's the sauce boss feeling? How's things going? Man, I just texted my coach. I was like, I feel like I'm possessed. Yeah. I do not want to leave the gym. Yeah. I am ripping through workouts. Yeah. Like unbelievable output which is like the dangerous territory Mm -hmm. where stress Mm -hmm. damage Mm -hmm. i gotta force myself to rest and coach is like dude i need you to eat more food yeah which is we can talk about that but that's a mental fuck for me like force feeding okay and being uncomfortable for a long period of time okay because i do bodybuilding like uh this is off on a tangent that lifestyle it's an extreme lifestyle. Yeah. But for me, I found a homeostasis within that lifestyle that's very comfortable for me. Yeah. But when I break out of that comfort, I get really uncomfortable. Okay. Like last night, he's like, dude, I need you to eat food. Okay. So I'm, I had uh, literally a pound of bison. Wow. In burgers. So two burgers, two hot dogs, an entire loaf of like this Jewish bread. Okay. And... uh is only Jewish people allowed to eat Jewish bread? No. It's you just, didn't bring me any? Uh, no, you wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it? No. I'm not was. a huge bread guy. I love sourdough bread. Uh, so do I. Yeah. Speaking of sourdough. Yeah. I went to pasta bar. How was it? The otaku yeah. of Italian food. Dude. With They start the, the evening. Otoko. Otoko. <laughs> they start the evening with, I think it's like a, a it's an absurd, a, 72 year, 42 year, 92 year um, yeast. Okay. And they make the same yeast, sourdough loaves, and it's warm, fresh to made to order right on your your uh, your table uh, or the little bar. You each get one loaf and this house-made butter, and it's crisp and crunchy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Okay, so gun to your head. Well, you're more of a – you're not a big sushi guy yet, so you would choose to go to a pasta bar over, like, a place like Otoko. No, totally um, different. Yeah, okay. There, it was I f- It was rich, rich food. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Rich. Did your stomach hurt after that? Yeah, I had a yeah. bunch of lactate. Yeah, so much butter. Literally, the house made butter, like, in every dish. Yeah, yeah. Um, But anyways – Discomfort. We're talking about yep. discomfort. Yeah. 
I was like four hours to digest that food. Yep. Had to walk for 60 minutes. Didn't go to bed till 11. But So that frustrates you a little bit? It frustrates me that I have to. And Cody was telling me this too. He was like, dude, you need to eat more food. Like I, like, I can't eat enough clean food. Yeah. Yeah, so you have to go dirty. And you're, I actually was just watching a podcast yeah. with you and Nick Bono. Bono, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Like, dude, have a fucking cheesecake. Yeah. It Literally. has to stick. Do you ever um, have your athletes do that or do oh, you have people? Yeah. yeah so, so, you know, Nick Poindexter. Yes. Um, he's, he's getting big, like legitimately yeah, big. And strong. I told him two weeks ago, and strong. I told him two weeks ago, next time I see you, you need to be over 230 pounds. Mm -hmm. Do not send me an update under yeah. 230 pounds. I don't care about the diet plan. I don't care cardio output. I need you to have an average weight this week of 230 pounds. And I tell people, like I said on that podcast, if that's a cheesecake every night, I literally do not care. Yeah, I'll do the same thing. I'll say, if this, if your weight drops below yeah. 229, I need to check in. Yeah. Just tell me. Yeah. Because I'm going to fucking give you more food. Yeah. I, I do that um, in a prep as well with like when someone's losing quickly or if we bring like T3 in, which will start making you drop quicker. Hey, if we're, um, say we're pretty lean, we're in striking distance. If we get, a three pound, this would be for guys and chicks, like a three pound weight drop at any point, like before a next update, make sure to send me an update like mm -hmm. that morning. Yep. Like three pounds shouldn't come off fast. Like it should be up and down should be a slow process. Yep. Um, now there's also definitely a time where like, okay, we just took this dude's food from 2,900 calories a day to 2,000. We brought in T3. We raised the cardio. Like, yeah, maybe then you're going to drop three pounds. But constantly finding that that center line of we, – we, we want it to go up linearly as possible and down linearly as possible. It's never going to actually be perfect. But we need it to continually go up. As far as fat loss or muscle accrual uh, go, I think that's a powerful tool to give people as well because I think it's a trust factor. Like, I'm trusting you to fucking eat. And I'm trusting you. There's no protocol in place. You train your ass off and you eat. And what's interesting is everyone who I give that to, they always achieve the goal. They always get it done. But they never come back looking at all this water retention, looking fat, looking anything, because they're still hitting, you know, the steps. They're still mm -hmm. training so freaking hard. Like if you, it, that's kind of the essence of it. Like you couldn't possibly eat enough to get fat, given how hard you train. Yep. Thomas and I were having that discussion today, and at Lift ATX, we have the element of heat in there. So we're burning over, we're turning over a ton of calories. We couldn't possibly eat our way to being fat right now. It just, it, because of how hard you're training. Yeah. And like people don't understand that. Like men, especially dude, like if you're a little fat in the off season, not, not let not five, 10 pounds too fat. I, I'm okay with five pounds too fat, 10 pounds. Maybe if we're like 15 pounds too fat, like, dude, you're not training. You're just not training hard. We could eat a cheesecake every night, go in and train the way that we do. And like, we're not going to get fat now. Is that applicable? Like, are we going to do that? No, thrash our digestive system. What do you do right now, given how crazy you feel and the food going up? What are you doing for digestion? Is there anything extra that you're doing other than your normal stuff? Literally extra? Well, in my pocket, I have a digest aid. Yeah. I have, that's called digest aid. Yeah. That's the one you're telling me. Yeah. Every meal, two caps of glutamine. Yeah. 
Uh, I have one Matador, Code Ross, Project AD. What is the Matador? Is that uh, blood control? Yeah, yeah, GDA. Um, and then three Ravenous, which is a- What's that do? Uh, breaks down food. Yep, got it. Makes okay. you hungrier. Okay. Um, it, it like primes your hunger. Okay, cool. Um, so those are always staples. Yeah. Every, that's with every meal. Um, but, you know, the digestion, it's it's the the scale for- the food goes up, but the digestion time also takes brutal. It's brutal. It's tough, dude. It's it's it sucks. But uh, did you even uh, talk about the new studio? No, I haven't talked about the new studio. I just popped into the last podcast with Jack, and we started rolling. Listen, on the last podcast with Jack, one of my favorite podcasts we've ever done. You haven't met my friend Jack. He is unbelievable. You get along with him, even though you guys are polar opposites. Mm unbelievably successful not i mean i i don't want to even want to label him entrepreneur just man yeah just unbelievably successful oh i, I said it. on the podcast my bad what? no go ahead sorry i said on the podcast jack has the smallest following of anyone who's ever been on my podcast but an abundance more success than anyone else like who's real been life on reach this, like real life and in austin Oh, you want to know Jack. Like, that's the guy. So if you guys are listening to this podcast and you have not heard the one with Jack Cruz after this one, you have to go. Sounds like a good movie character name. Dude. dude, Jack Cruz. His his aura, he is a movie fucking character. Unbelievable, man. One of my best friends. Just a really fucking dope dude. Um, But we moved into a new studio. Uh, Shout out to um, uh, the studio company that we record with. They upgraded heavily this place yeah, is dope. really freaking cool and i know the uh the the video looks pretty sick too i love the couch yeah yeah peep our calves bro peep our calves that's pretty nice if you're not watching on youtube you can't see our calves you also can't see my bucket hat that i know ross loves well, I, I, like, I have not made one comment about your hat dude, ever. Uh, ross just loves you know picking things apart in people it's like is it the mullet or the bucket hat today and today i, I never I, said one comment on your hat <laughs> <laughs> I should have brought you a bucket hat, a pineapple bucket hat. Yeah, I'd be fine. I should have. Next podcast, I'll do that. Um, my other question I have for you, you feel like such an animal in the gym right now. Are you doing anything extra to to recover? You had any like amino asylum subs to help with your recovery? Um, Not for recovery. Yeah. Just for output. Yeah. The max endurance. Yeah, it's staple. Yeah. Stampede. Yeah. Um, Today I did. The cardabolic. How's that? I mean, I had to put a timer on the on my phone. <laughs> yeah. I was like, leave the gym at, at this, this time. time. <laughs> um, you do I, that pre-training? Or yeah. you do that first thing in the morning? Yeah, pre-training. pre-training um, yeah. On the way to the gym. Yeah. In the car. Boop, boop. Yeah. While I'm driving. In your pack? Yeah. I love it. Um, cardabolic, Code Ross. Um, and then... <laughs> um, <laughs> And Max Endurance. I have, I have a question, a topic I want to talk yeah. to you about. I trained on 4th of July. Okay. Um, you and John Dorsey, Goob, are a couple of people that can only, that I know that truly live this lifestyle. Yeah. So walking, now I'll get to this lifestyle in a minute. So walking around the gym, and I was looking at people's faces. It's 4th of July. Yeah. Everyone looks the same. Like it's fucking Monday. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, God, our country is so fucking ungrateful. Yeah. We are supposed to be celebrating our fucking freedom. Yeah. And not one of you guys are excited. 
Like you guys aren't celebrating anything. Where's your great, where's your gratitude? We could be in Russia. Yeah. Even Canada is not even free. We could be in North Korea. I don't think people don't realize Canada. No. People think Canada is like an extension. Yeah. Like like of Of, American brother. They they think that it's not even close, dude. No. It's not even fucking close. Um, I'd be in Mexico way before Canada. Yeah. And I was just like doing my laps uh, between my sets. And I was just like, dude, I have, I have pure freedom. I can wake up whenever I want. I'm living my dream. I get to, I get paid to work out and train Mm -hmm. to to follow my diet. I'm living, I'm financially free. Mm -hmm. I'm emotionally free. Meant the most importantly thing, mentally free. I'm allowed to express what I want without any repercussions. I have businesses, multiple businesses that are healthy mm-hmm. that I can do whatever I want with. At any time. At any time. If you want to start a new business right now while we're on this podcast, it can literally happen. Yep. Do you think, Ross— And no that, one, no, everyone's just like nonchalant. Yeah. Do you think that people—obviously, they, they take it for granted. Um, but do you think that people don't understand what's happening in other countries due to burying their head in the sand, due to maybe not being there? Do you think that people just like, we've had this our whole life. If you've lived in America your whole life, you've never experienced, you know, living in in other conditions. Do you think people really knows what it, know what it means to like be free? No, they don't. They, they, that's their norm. And like, that's why I love bodybuilding is because I am, I am actively taking myself from comfort yeah, and putting myself into like a, a state of almost like welfare, like, yeah. um, and, and it makes me appreciate when I'm out of prep, these little things, mm-hmm. like even when I like can't walk, like my feet are physically, my feet are fucked. I have been getting a pedicure after this. Hell yeah. My feet are fucked from walking too much. Yep. And I remember last year when I had rhabdo, my legs had so much edema, I physically could not walk for, a, for like two weeks. Yeah. And then once the water dissipated, my kidneys were functioning, water flushed out, I got to walk. Mm-hmm. And it was like literally like freedom, like, oh, my God, I can move. That's why I love walk. That's why I'm so active all the time. Yeah. Because I never want that feeling to, to come again. Yep. I'll never take that for granted. And – um. I feel like if if more people did things actively to complete that circle of like um like taking things away and putting it back in yep. that we'd be more grateful. I agree. And we enjoy more things. I put on the bottom of um whenever I posted my most recent training videos, the squats and the RDLs, I put it at the bottom of it something about like you never know when your last session is. And you know, I've had, you know, I, I was real scared when my adductor injury happened. I was like, what in the fuck just happened to my leg? And that brought a lot of gratitude um, into what I do. I think losing has brought me a lot of gratitude. When I lost in November, it's like, you know what? You, like, you have to really dig deep. When you're losing, you have to really dig deep to be like, okay, why? Not just why am I losing? Why why do I want this? Mm-hmm. Like, where do I want to go with this? Um People don't push themselves physically enough. And phys- push yourself physically is much easier than pushing yourself mentally, uh, my opinion. Um, or maybe it was just easier for me. But 
when you're not practicing freedom in your own day-to-day life, when you wake up at the last possible minute you can wake up before you have to get ready for work, when you, you know, are arriving to work right on time, when you're lollygagging with tasks throughout the day, you're waiting until the last minute, like it's procrastination, procrastination, procrastination. Whereas like, dude, if something comes to your mind, like do it, like get it done. If something comes across your plate, do it, get it done. You get your task completion done for the day. You get ahead every single day. That's why Ross and I wake up. I I, I don't know. I wake up at 4.45. I don't know what time. I did five today. Up. You did five today. It's the same time. That's why we're waking up at 5 a.m. So we can get ahead. Our clients start talking to us intensely, probably 8, 8.30 a.m. So we have three hours of just us time. And at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm really, I try to be done working 730 and I try to go to bed about 915, 930. That's two hours of, it's just, just in time. And it's me and it's Peyton or it's what, it's whatever I want to do and like who I want to do it with. And people don't practice this enough. Everything is so scarce in their lives um, because that's what they're practicing. They're not practicing actual freedom. So then it's like 4th of July comes. It's like, what does that mean? Like, dude, we could still be under fucking rule from England and that would suck. Or it'd probably be somebody else by now. I was given how energy rich <laughs> yeah. this country is. It'd probably be somebody else. Yep. And like, I agree with you. you like, y'all don't even know. Like, listen, I was at Lyft ATX yesterday, and that place was a vibe. Couldn't do anything. <laughs> Couldn't train. There was probably 200 people past the capacity limit there. But it was a vibe. Like, I had a different experience. And you know why I think I had a different experience, Ross? Lyft ATX on the east side of Austin. East side of Austin is very massively um, Hispanic and black influenced and majority Spani- uh, um, uh, Hispanic and black. Mm. These people are just simply more grateful than I think like white people in, in Buda Factory Gym are. A lot of them have lived in Mexico. Or other places, other Hispanic places. A lot of them have lived outside of America and had to get into America or came back to America or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they have life that's outside there that's like, holy shit. And in that family, those cultures, they, they pass those lessons down. Absolutely, they do. And like, they're grateful for what's going on. Everyone was happy. Everyone was uplifted in an unbelievably positive vibe. And man, it's crazy because it's like you look at it and it's like, man, like low key white people, bro. <laughs> low key, it'd be the white so. people. Yeah, low key, it'd be the white people. I go to Lyft ATX and I've never been happier because I, like, dude, I'm around like some chill ass people who just don't give a shit, who have their own stuff like going on. They're just there to work out a little bit. And like, you know, people, I, I made a post a while back, people, I'll, I'll post on my story or my page. People DM me like, why is these people with physique, like dudes with shit physiques got their shirt off of your gym? Motherfucker, it's 100 degrees. It's an indoor-outdoor gym. If you were at this gym right now, you'd be shirtless to mm-hmm. trust. Yeah, shit, I, there's times I want to take my pants off. <laughs> it's so hot. It's so hot there. God, it's I so came hot. up with the best motto yeah. today. Yeah. So side tangent. Yeah. I have not made an announcement or told anyone this except for – uh, the team of Haley, I have made a goal and I think I'm on like day 20 something every single day at the gym, complete random, mm-hmm. give someone a free tip. Yeah. You're still doing that. Still. Do, I, I fucking love it. Love it. Okay. It's not even, it's, it's second nature now. I just blurted out. How's that get received? Love it. Amazing. 
Amazing. No one knows what they're doing at the gym. Yeah. No one. And they, they're going there to, to better themselves. But no one actively, without any uh, bias to try to sell them anything, yep. like no one offers this. Like, hey, dude, drop your shoulders on that. Yeah. Or, hey, keep that foot straight on the squat. Yep. X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. When was the last time, maybe you, you're probably an outlier, that you saw a random person go up and encourage someone? Yeah. Dude, great fucking set. I do that every single day now. Yeah. And it makes my lifts, like, I love being there now, like, even more so. I love that. I love it. So yeah. I'm doing 30 days, and I will continue to do it every single day. Yeah. Just like clockwork. Where the fuck was I going with this? Fuck, I don't even know. I don't know. Well, my challenge is I'm 30 days sober. Well, I'm going to go 60 days You just days had, sober. what are you getting? No, you're not. You're going, your challenge is 30 no, days sober. Yeah, yeah, that's my new challenge. Okay, because I saw you have some espresso martinis. Yeah, yeah, that was like last week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going 60 days, like. Um, <laughs> it was 30 days, 30 seconds ago. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm on day three right now, okay? Having fucking withdrawals. Um, no, no, I, the only thing, the only thing I'm allowing myself the capacity to do is, um, oh, edibles late at night. Okay. Where, if I can't calm down, um, like if my brain, and I can tell tonight's going to be one of those nights, which I'm not super happy about. I hate because, when the brain doesn't calm down. Yeah. And like, dude. Get on my phone and I just start doing yep. do lists, this, this idea, this idea, this idea, this. Cause then if I don't, then I just think about it. Yep. Because I can't forget it. Yep. And it's like. It tears you apart. And all of a sudden there's a whole build out. Yeah. There's a whole system in place. Yep. And then, in then your I'm mind. on my computer and then I'm hungry and then I gotta eat. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, hold on. Let me pause. Yeah. Today was hot as fuck in the gym. Sweating. Yeah. Sweating, sweating, sweating. I was like, I came up with a motto. There's nothing. Came up to this guy randomly and he was lifting hard. I said, man, there's nothing like a good sweat. And I was, then I said, you know what? There's nothing like a good shit. <laughs> and I was like, but there's never, the, the two can't go together. No. There's never a, like a good no. sweaty shit. You no. never want to do that. <laughs> so I was like, this is a great t-shirt. There's nothing like a good sweat. And obviously you're sweating. Yeah. And on the back it says, and there's nothing like a good shit, but never at the same time. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're sweaty while shitting, there's some issues going on. Yeah. You got food poisoning or it's stuck up there. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I remembered. I like that. I like that. Um, I think I think it's fun to challenge ourselves, and honestly, you know what? Uh, you know what kind of inspired me uh, when you said <laughs> I would love to hear an update of how celibacy is going. But when you said that you were going to be celibate, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to be celibate just for a short period of time. Um, so I was like, okay, right now it's not realistic for me to like. <laughs> not be sexually active. Um, I've been sexually active for 15 years of my life with consistency without any gaps. And that's a good place to be. Oh. So I'm starting with, okay, nothing, nothing. Like I'm not smoking anything. I'm not drinking anything. I'm, I'm nothing uh, for 60 days. So like uh, sober October. Like sober October. And then – Something's going to come around. There's going to be a time it comes around where I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to go like this week without sex. And then like maybe two weeks without sex. I would love to work my way up to going one month without having sex. That's an amazing. It's just, it's practicing discipline. It's practicing controlling our own instinct. And man, I bet the amount of work I'd get done is just unbelievable. Focused. Yeah, so focused. Because you notice like after you have sex, like after after you orgasm, after you come, 
Mayor's lazy. Well, prolactin is through the roof. Through the fucking roof, bro. Through the roof, and you're just lazy, and you're just slobbing, and you're just fucking... I just fall asleep, and I'm just sleeping. Nature's melatonin. Yeah, and it's like 40 fucking minutes later, you wake up, and it's like drooling out of your fucking mouth. It's like, oh, man, that's good sex. (laughs) So I would love to get to a point where... I'm just I'm able to push that back hmm. um, a little bit better. Are you still celibate? Uh, <laughs> plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Before we dive into the next topic, we sent two messages before we started the podcast uh, to some people who have reached out. With very nice DMs. I greatly appreciate it. I have said on the podcast many times and I still do my best to get back to all of the DMs that come in. But I was telling Ross before the podcast started, dude, like, like this thing from streaming services and YouTube has gotten like really, really impactful. And I find myself missing a ton of messages. So if you message me any support of the podcast, I try my best to get back. I'm super, super sorry if I miss it. But just know I see as many as I can. I absolutely love you guys. I appreciate you guys always sharing us. It is unfreaking believable. I will say, whenever someone shares the podcast and tags us in it, I will always respond to that because it pops up in my like Instagram feeds that one to you, mm-hmm. whereas in DMs, you kind of have to sift through to find them. Um, and so I greatly appreciate when you guys do that, but I apologize. I know I've missed a ton of really kind messages from you guys. But that being said, Ross, I have a question for you because it's something that you're an absolute master of, in my opinion, and it's something that you've felt myself and the rest of the TM staff with greatly. When you came on board we were very much so well, let's backtrack a little bit more. It was January of 2021. I was doing my beginning of the year assessment of everything going on within the staff, within every whatever projects I've going on. Obviously the TM staff is a huge part of that. I saw a bunch of fucking just people that can't cut it. Some of them had nice roster numbers, sure, you know, 60, 70, 80 people. Um, some of them been with me for a long time, sure. I fired everyone. The, the whole fucking thing, except for Kelly Igo and um, Cecily Wet. So fire these people. I'm like, what I want TM to be is I want TM to be really intense we're going to lead with our training and the actions that that we live by, that we partake in every day. And I, I, I want to have a huge bodybuilding coaching team. We have that. We achieve that. We have, you know, won everything, gone to the Olympia, which is super dope. You come on, and one of the struggles that we were having was we just don't have enough lifestyle athletes. You and I were talking about that. And you're like, well, everyone's content is geared towards bodybuilding. Like, we need to dummy this content down. I remember when you said that, I was like, I don't even know what to talk to these people about. I have no fucking idea what to talk to them about. Um, we start putting out lifestyle-focused content. We create that, put it on the TM page. And what the TM page has become, like what you and I've done with it, Danielle and Noah have contributed to it, what Jill's done with it, obviously the work Emily puts in, that thing's phenomenal. I mean, holy shit. We got some good stuff coming. Holy shit. Like, 
following the TM page can you can nearly freaking coach yourself. Yeah. It is unbelievable. What's great is I can just when I see something my client's doing, I'll just tag them. Yep. In on there. the page. I saw on you the, did that earlier today. Yeah. I saw it popped up on my thing. Yeah. It is unbelievable how helpful that freaking page is. And we look at our numbers of lifestyle athletes. You know what's funny? Unintentionally, our bodybuilding numbers are going up too. <laughs> when you dummy down a message and you get to the bare minimum, the roots of what people need to do, I feel like that's where, you know, for whatever your niche is, that's where the real growth happens. But Ross, how do you identify what your niche is? Not necessarily from a signaling perspective. I do want to talk about that too. If I'm sitting here right now, I'm a fitness coach listening to the Grower Die podcast. I want to be where Justin and Ross are with my clients, with my roster. How do I know who my demographic is? How, how do I know who I am attracting? I got this person and that person and that person and that person. It's all over the place. What does that mean? So how does one acquire a niche in each? I would love to cover that. Is but, that what you're asking? But I'm asking, how do you know, how do you identify your current demographic right now? And then I would love to niche it down. In general, you're speaking. Yeah. Um, man, if... If you were directly asking me, because I, I don't know how you would do it or anything, um, I it's going to be unconventional. I would spend a lot of time in silence and by myself and just think. That is one thing that the viewers here, probably and the majority of Americans don't use is their brains. We just don't. We don't need to. Everything is computerized. Everything is in our hands thinking for us. If we take a step back and we have this beautiful machine that can do anything, and I'll give an example of this, memory recall is literally this infinite uh, filing cabinet where uh, if you've seen it, this plant, mm -hmm. it's in my head, yep. stored. Everything you've ever seen. Everything I've head. ever seen, experienced is in my brain. Mm -hmm. So when I say sit in silence and use your brain and mm -hmm. think, dude, fucking sift through that. Yep. Don't get on your phone. Just, just sift. Mm -hmm. Think about all these interactions. How did you respond? How did you do this? How did you do that? I, I, and I do that. I really do that actively now after you recommended no music on the way to the gym. Mm -hmm. I haven't listened to my radio mm -hmm. or any music in my car in 16 weeks, complete silence every single day. And I do that as a form of meditation. Mm -hmm. That's why I cannot stand uh, car horns now because yep. it breaks my meditation. It fucking pisses me off. Dude. It breaks my Zen. I could be in traffic. If the listeners are remembering way back when I first started coming on the podcast, one of the things that was a big stressor was traffic for me. I cut that out. Like it doesn't affect me anymore. It's when I get into the car, there's nothing but my brain. I'm a zend out. And um, it's such an it, unconventional answer to your question. So it probably may not help, but I think people just need to take a step back, remove all this clutter so that way they can go into their filing cabinet 
and take out these memories and put them together to to formulate their niche, mm -hmm. formulate their identity, go back in their experience when they were a kid, you know, all these things. That's how I did it. Mm -hmm. And I, I would continue to do it. And that's why when I, the, the little challenge at the gym with encouraging people are going up to random strangers and, and fixing their form or offering them some sport, you know, no one does that. No one fucking does that, especially with no intention. Yeah. Yeah, you're not trying to get a client. No. You're just doing it. If it happens, that's heart. great. But yeah. I, I just don't want to see you do that. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. You know. I love that answer, and there's a lot we can dive into here. I want to start by saying, if it's unconventional, it's probably good mm -hmm. because I look at the conventional stuff going on, and it's not working very yeah. well for people. Yep. Um, you know, everyone follows trends. For years and years and years, I feel fine making this comment because I can back it up with quite a bit. Noah said this to me the other day, and it really stuck with me. She's like, dude, T. Mahaley's been setting these trends for a long time, and we have been. We start doing X, Y, and Z, and other people start doing X, Y, and Z. The first one was email. Mm. When I started coaching in 2016 online, um, everyone's in emails. In 2017, I went to Kick. WhatsApp like wasn't really a thing yet. Um, I went to Kick, and I'd post about, I tweet about it, whatever. And I would just get fucking shitted on for it. But my clients loved it. Mm. Well, and then who started taking training vid videos? Me. You can't send them on email. You send them on Kick. WhatsApp came bigger. WhatsApp has way more features than Kick. Now we're on WhatsApp. Everyone else is on WhatsApp. It's a little shit like that. So instant messaging apps on your phone, not texting, instant messaging apps, the training footage, the way we approach content, the way we service our athletes. I remember, I do not have this anymore. <laughs> there was a time where I made my staff, it was a requirement. You got to get back to clients within three hours. But at the time, that's what people really wanted. People, coaching was new, and it, and people were starting to fire their first coach. And people, you know, you, you text. If I text you or you text me, we're going to get back to each other pretty quick. So do that with your client. And now. Not 20, not 24 hours. Yeah. No, now coaching is more of a like, yeah, like if you have actual goals and mean something, you have a coach. If you don't have goals and mean anything to you, or you have a metric of accountability, if your goals don't mean much, you don't have a metric of accountability. So now it's a little bit more lax day school. Like, dude, like I got, I got updates from 7 a.m. It's currently 2 p.m. Like they're They're off season. Nothing's happening. Like we're fine. They give me their training videos. They give me their updates. And after this podcast, I've got a two hour work time with myself Same. and codependent that I'm just going to crank. Same. And after that, I'll be done for the whole mm -hmm. day. And then tomorrow, I'll, you know, when wash, rinse, repeat, right? That's how my athletes get the best service. We've constantly been setting these trends. Who's the first bodybuilding coach with a prominent podcast? Now everyone has a fucking podcast. We've been setting these trends, so I feel very comfortable with you and I, even though you just come on TM, you've been setting trends in your own industry for yeah. a long time. 
what's unconventional is probably going to be the right approach to take. Well, that's if from the Austin Simply Fit. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You exactly. analyze the competition. Yeah. Everyone is doing this naturally. Like if, if let's just say if all the trees are over here, mm -hmm. all of this is open. It's wide open. Go. Go there. Because this is where everyone's at. Yeah. If this is opportunity. If you're in the same room or boat or whatever you want to use as an analogy as everyone else, you're in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. I bet Ross and I aren't there. Ross and I are like out picking fucking blue bonnets somewhere. And everyone's like, what the fuck are they doing? Well, I promise it's working. So, so far, <laughs> yeah. trend setting. I take steps around my sets. Yeah. I'm the, I was used to be the only, it's been. You're, you're why I do it. Yeah. The, yeah. I started doing it last prep. Yeah. Um, I was always on the first one every single day. Yeah. Steps, steps, steps. And then I'm the, I was the only one doing it. Everyone else sitting down. I never saw anyone except Ross do it. Literally, everyone sitting down. Yeah. Me walking. Uh -huh. Now I'm seeing so many people do it. Yeah. It doesn't get me mad. It makes me, this is awesome. It's dope. You guys are are being healthier. Yeah. You're getting more things done. Yeah. For me, I look at it a time management thing. I know, and this is crazy. This is a crazy math, math tip here, a little math here. I... Average on average get six thousand steps at the gym. Okay, six thousand. About four. Okay, That's a lot. If I'm training, and in six thousand steps equates to sixty minutes on average. If my training is ninety minutes long, I'm really only training maybe fucking fifteen minutes. Yep. True. Of the entire time at the gym. Yeah. So in terms of a calorie output. When we're training, we're not really putting, we're not outputting as much as you think. No. And that is why so many people at the gym never fucking ch change. Yeah. Because those training, those active training minutes, 15 reps yeah. is, is maybe 15 seconds. Yeah. Or if you have really good control, it's max like 30. Max 30, 40 seconds. Yeah. And let's say we have 40 seconds. Yeah. Me, I am going to max those 40 seconds. Yeah. But the average people are going to half-ass those 40 seconds. So you're even doing less work at the gym. You're really not doing anything at the gym if you break it down to a second. That's why no one changes. You're sitting down and you're wait moving weights for 10 seconds at half of your intensity. Yeah. The... So, hold on, sorry. Yeah. So I fill that gap with steps. Yeah. Because I know that an hour, it takes me an hour to get 6,000 steps outside. I don't want to walk in Austin heat. For an hour. For an hour. Because that's an hour of productivity, probably more than an hour because I got to cool down, change, rinse. 75 minutes of my day, I gain over the week, that's seven hours eight hours, nine hours over the month, I'm gaining 30, 40 hours of my week, yeah. a whole work week yeah. by walking at the gym. Yeah. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. And I'm burning all those calories. Yeah. That's why I'm so lean all the time. Especially once your heart rate's already up at the gym from a set and you keep walking. Like, dude, your heart rate doesn't like, yeah. it stays in that like kind of low intensity, steady state mm -hmm. range. 
Especially if, if, you're, if you're a big dude. If your heart rate's in that low intensity steady state range, what the fuck is that's cardio? Yeah, that is literally cardio. You can li- literally kill two birds with one stone. And when I put that together, I saw you doing it. This is before we were super tight. I saw you doing it. And I was like, okay, you know, like, that's cool. But at the time I was like, fuck, like, I just, I, I, I want my blood pressure to turn normal, I want my heart rate to return down. Dude, like, fuck all that. My workout puts way better now than it's ever been because those things are trumped by the mental lock-in, the neural capacity that you're able to now give to that next set. Mm-hmm. My heart's pounding. I'm sweating. When I'm stepping, I'm not like, I mean, sometimes if a prep athlete yeah. updates, I got to be on my phone. I check it. I'm stepping with my phone in my hand because I, I don't do Apple watches. I keep losing them. So I have my phone in my hand just like this. I'm just stepping and I'm thinking about the previous set and yep. I'm getting prepared for the next set. good mentally focused. Yeah. And when I get back and I'll stand for maybe 30 seconds, mm-hmm. catch uh, my breath, catch my breath, let it calm down a little bit. And then I go yep. and I have exactly better work I output than I've ever had. Exactly before. what I do. I do two laps on a, on a, I call them money sets or yeah. f- actually I came up with this, uh, this morning. O sets Olympia. Okay. Okay. The O set would be three laps. Yeah. I sit down in my machine or whatever, like about 10 deep breaths through my nose mentally just fucking hone in yep those 10 breaths my heart rate goes down yeah and then i'm fucking killing it yeah and then rinse repeat log my numbers yeah here water water yeah everything is active yeah mentally physically emotionally this is an entire training session and i wish more people if more people got off their butt and attacked their training attacked their workouts like that they would like i'm tired of seeing the same people in the gym look the same. It doesn't quite make sense. Year after year, month after month. Move. Like, that, that, at the end of the day, that's all it is is movement. And that's their diet is their diet's shit. Yeah. Because you can even, you can outmove a shit diet. You can. Like, it's unbelievable. You, people just need to fucking move. Yeah. Um, so, so back to, to the trend setting, that's impacted people. And it's funny because right now I'm at, I'm at lifts and I'm doing it and I'm starting to sit like I'm the only one that does it, but I'm starting to see other people like start pacing around more and not just standing there mm-hmm. and, and, and whatnot. Like they're not doing it to the extent I am. So I like walk outside down to the steps at the other end, down to the turf and then back. And then I walk to my machine or wherever I'm at. Um, but I never thought about the time safe. If you're someone listening to this, walk in between your sets. Like, like trust, it's going to have an effect, a positive effect on the train output too. But Ross is right. Your active minutes working while you're at the gym, if you're there for an hour and a half, two hours, is probably 15 minutes. Maybe. Maybe. Like, that's that's a lot of time under tension, honestly. It might not even be that much. Um, so I think that could be very beneficial. Um, niche building, niche finding. Got off on a tangent there. That's why people love us. <laughs> I think Danielle does something incredible. And I've shared it with a lot of people. She puts up on her story, how can I help you? Or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. She identifies the people that respond to that. She messages every single one of them. She answers some of them. But she goes to their page. You get a whole biography of people on their page now, on their Instagram page, as long as it's public. And then she messages every single one of them, strikes up conversation with them. And like, it's not even about, it's not about getting a sign up. That's not her intention. She's asking, how can I help you? How can I just gave me a revelation? And she's just simply helping people. What's your revelation? (sighs) To answer your question. Yeah. 
how my niche. Okay. I like to teach people. How do I like to teach people? I like to show them. Mm -hmm. I need to go after the people that like to get mm -hmm. sh showed, showed, shown, shown. Yeah. And I'm going to link this to a kitchen in a kitchen, like a uh, restaurant. Mm -hmm. Typically the executive chef or the head chef doesn't really teach you. You're there. He's cooking. It's an unspoken thing. You need to watch. I'm showing you exactly how to do this. The good chefs know that. And that's how they're. So to answer your question, what Danielle's doing is she's a shower. She, she, or, um, she's a, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. She's a, she's attracting those people that res respond to that kind of communication. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's amazing. And it works perfectly with her coaching style. Cause she loves teaching you by, she'll explain things to you. She'll send you videos, all that stuff. So maybe finding your niche is more so about finding yourself and yeah. what you bring to the table, where your strong points are. I, Love showing people as well. And that's why I post so much training footage. I push training footage just for people to be like, yo, you know, you're strong. And stuff. That stuff feels awesome. It does. I'm posting training footage because I have a hundred plus people on my roster that I want to watch this and they apply it so they can train better. They can train harder. And then they send me training footage that looks identical to mine. So it's, it's really straight. It's really forthright. It's very straightforward. Um, I, and you as well, I just want to lead by example. So like, I'm going to go to a place that like, I'm going to ask you to go, period. If I post training footage of me hitting these last four reps on this squat that were quite frank, like not existent, you had, I had to find them in some dark traumas and some deep places energetically, they were not there. Mm -hmm. If I'm posting this and I'm your leader I'm expecting you to follow suit. So when you send me a training, if you send me a training video, that's just like, this is easy. Well, I, you know how many times I say throughout a week, do you watch my Instagram stories or do you watch my Instagram posts? Like, do you watch the team and like what these people are doing? What's the, the worst is when you're sitting there at a check-in or watching the fucking training videos, blowing your brains out. Yeah. And you're like, I posted about this. Yeah. And then I, I'm like, let me just search my Instagram. Yeah. They liked it. Oh, my God. You saw my fucking video. No way. You know no what I'm way. talking about. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. so I'm like, so let me get this straight. Yeah. You liked my demonstration video on how to do side yeah. delt raises. Yeah. And then you do a side delt raise and you do the exact things that I'm telling you not to do. I know. You, you liked it. I know. I screenshot it. Yeah. It says Shannon, yeah, like this, yeah. You post that cable tricep extension. I share it on my page that so all my athletes must watch, and then people send me shit tricep extensions. So I'm just like, what in the fuck is going yes, on, yes, dude? Like, how is this happening? I go to the Team Mahaley page. I push copy link. I send it to you, and that's all that needs to be said. Like, I, I mean, fuck, dude. Like, the greatest cheat code you can have, especially with like myself, and because Ross is on here so much. Like, listen to the podcast. 
follow along with the Instagram footage. We're trying to show you. We're not posting for people to tell me I'm strong. I'm posting for you guys yes. to We're get better results. You. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, by the way, did you see Brian Troy's RDLs? No. What did he do? 675 for like seven or eight reps. Oh. Absurd. Jesus. Abs fuck me, dude. Yeah, I'd die. I, yeah, I mean, I couldn't move that right now. I'm going to, but I couldn't fucking move that. 675 pounds. Did his legs get any bigger after that? He's got some big legs. He's got some big legs. I like Brian Troy a ton. He just got a, he doesn't have this pretty physique. He's going to have to get on stage and like turn pro by like. Shredded. Shredded. I don't think he's been there yet. Huge. Like it's it's gonna he's gonna have to like nail it across the board, you know. Uh man, I like that guy a lot. He just lives bodybuilding. He really enjoys bodybuilding. Um, um I'm I'm linking with him on a session soon, so I'll be very humbled from that. Jesus Christ. That's a lot of weight. Six seventy five, bro. Six hundred and seventy five. I can't deadlift that for one right now. No, no, like not a chance in hell. I think that's really impressive. Um so you talked about your brain being a filing cabinet. I love that analogy. Um, I've talked about that a few times on here. The issue is, Ross, you said the issue. People don't think. People don't know how to use this thing and don't know how to harness this power and turn it into something tangible. So pathetic, dude. I think it's a byproduct of, of a lot of things that have been shoved at us and maybe even our schooling system as well because our education system doesn't force us to think. It doesn't. It just tells you to like follow the rubric. Yeah, like yeah, follow this rubric. My, Our parents don't really. My parents never promoted a ton of thinking. Um, we are so fucking overstimulated. I wrote this in my journal the other day. See, I'm journaling. No, holy fuck, it's already changed my life a good bit for real. I wrote this in my journal the other day. We are also overstimulated. Break the mold. Stop being overstimulated. I, I, my my challenge to myself weekly is to have less screen time than last week. I'm kind of to a point now where I'm not sure how much less I can get since I do work from my phone. Um, it's down to like six hours and 10 minutes. And everything, I mean, I can argue everything. Every time I get on my phone, it's work. Every? Like everything. We're never not working. Like I have the flavor gang, the coaching, yeah, the this, that, the project AD, the bodybuilding yeah. training. It's like everything is work. Yeah. Everything's connected. What's that? Do you do you not allow yourself on your phone before a certain time of the day? I have an alarm okay. on my phone that goes off at eight thirty. Yeah, that it says like lights out. Yep. So I can no electronics, no screens. Yeah. That time to decompress. Yeah. Before I go to bed. Okay. That's it. But not when you wake up. Um. No. Um. Ideally, I mean, I know you don't, you shouldn't get on your phone. Yeah. Um, within like an hour. Yeah. But I just, it's, it's my life. I have to yeah. check my shit. I get on my phone in that first part of the day for one reason. I get on my phone to post on Instagram to get the fuck up and go do something. Yeah. Dude, I know you get the same. When I post that shit, the messages, mm -hmm. the fucking likes. The tags. Yep. The tags. Yep. The like that's actually counts. impacting yeah. people. That's inspiring yeah. people. So I I wake up, I do my whole thing. My phone's not on me for the first part of the day until I leave. I leave and I pull down like the right side of the screen and I just hit play. 
So whatever I was listening to last starts play and typically a podcast. So I'm listening to this podcast on my walk to lifetime. I'll boomerang at some point or I'll post something at some point on the walk there or while I'm there doing cardio on the elliptical. When I get there, I, I put music on Spotify, lights, playlist, shuffle phone's gone. And then my phone's out until 7.15, 7.30. At that time, like right now, I have two real early morning prep updates that are both within three weeks. Um, one pro, one pro qualifier that like I got to get back to. It's like they send their update around 5.30. But I'm the old me, I would get up at 5 and I'd be on my phone at 5.30 and I'd be waiting on it. And then it's the first thing I do on my day is I stress out. Mm-hmm. That's the old me. And now, but I get all of these tasks done. By the time I'm getting to work, my house is spotless and perfectly set up for an incredible day. I play the sound machine in my room all day. I play noise in my my sound system in my living room all day. I have that set up. I have candles lit and going. This is fucking five in the morning. I have my cardio done. I have my sauna done. I have all of these things done. There's so many accomplishments. I have Peyton and I's walk done. There's so many accomplishments that have happened that my brain is so crystal clear that what I can do, Ross, is I can sit there, I can sip on a black coffee because I've been up for two and a half hours at this point and I don't like coffee within an hour. I sip on my black coffee and I can think and I can give these people precision and my absolute best. The reason why people get on their phones is because of the dopamine, right? The dopamine hit. Yeah. I challenge you guys to swap that dopamine fix. Yeah. So we our brain loves that, right? It it craves it. It's Crazy. addicted to it. Mm-hmm. If you swap that phone for accomplishments, dude. And I'm talking about the the most minimal accomplishments. Doing the dishes, organizing your vitam your vitamins, cleaning the crumbs off the count, putting away the laundry, folding the laundry. If you th- if you can get addicted to those these these big things will be so easy. It's neuroplasticity. It's dopamine rewiring. I've talked many times. Andrew Huberman has an amazing mm. podcast on dopamine rewiring. We control the things that give us dopamine. Mm, yeah. We control the things that excite us. Going on a walk and you know whatever can be just as exciting as getting. A thousand likes on an Instagram post. Yeah. If you allow it to be. Yeah, I love walking. I love walking. That's why my feet hurt so much. Yeah, dude. Like 265 pounds, 270 at, at night in yeah. the torque of yeah. the foot. Yeah. Like, but I, I don't care. I love walking. I love it. I got ten. I got 15,000 steps and cardio and yeah. my workout done on 4th of July before 12 o'clock. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm making it my goal because I'm going to slug the fuck out. I'm going to go to the pool. I'm not going to do shit after 12 o'clock. Yep. And that's what I did. It, I do those 10 a.m. check-ins, those 10 a.m. check marks. I want 10,000 sets by 10 a.m. And I want all of these accomplish, accomplishments done by 10 a.m. And now my training session is done by like 1030 because we're starting at 8 a.m. Dude, my entire hardest part of my day done it by 1030. Yep. Wow, man. It is incredible what I'm able to do the rest of the day. You know what I'm able to do? I go to the pool every single afternoon and 
I set timers on my phone, 20 minute timers on my phone. I'll work for 20 minutes and then I just lounge for 40 and then I'll come back. I'll work for 20 minutes and I'll lounge for another 40 because my day's basically done. It, dude, it feels incredible. And I highly recommend to other people starting to do something similar. Because again, we control what is going on with our dopamine reward system, what gets us going. It, it, like we can make all of these simple, tiny things like seeing a sunset at night. But the best part about it, and I know you have a point to make, we can organize our filing cabinet through getting ahead, staying ahead, and then being able to find solace and shit that's not this fucking phone. But the last point I want to make for you make yours, if you're on your phone within, I think it's like an hour before, uh, an hour of waking, anywhere on your phone and your text messages and anywhere that gives us these little dopamine hits, the Instagram, the TikToks, the YouTubes, the whatever. If you're there within an hour of waking up, you are sinking your brain to be wrapped around these dopamine hits for the rest of the entire day. If you can stay off of your phone for the first hour upon waking, then the things that you're doing in that first hour are what you are forcing your brain to get dopamine hits from because it needs it all the time. Mm -hmm. But what you do in that first hour, you can fucking lay in bed awake and that'll give you a dopamine hit. You can you do whatever. Now, I don't, don't recommend doing that. I recommend actually doing shit, but this is part of neural rewiring. You can accomplish cleaning the crumbs off the kitchen, which might sound like a mundane task right now. But if you accomplish that tomorrow morning within an hour of waking up before you're on your phone in the day, you're going to be very proud and you're going to feel good about yourself and you're going to feel clean. You're going to feel organized. You're going to feel all of these things that carry you throughout the rest of the day. Go ahead with the point you wanted to make. It's more of like a conversation. Yeah. But um, I know you have gotten this before. I'm going to guess you have assume. Well, that must be nice. Yeah. Like it happened over fucking night. <laughs> I put no effort into this. Yeah. I woke up like this. Yep. We've been practicing what we've been preaching. I'm 30. Oh, dude, I don't even know how old am I. Am I 32? You're 32. I'm 32. I'm 30. Okay. Holy shit, 32. I started hustling like the entrepreneur real life at 25. Okay, I was 24. Okay. Yeah. So... I've I've been doing this struggling for five years, six years. Yeah. Now I have full freedom. Yeah. It happened 365 times five. Yeah. You know, that's 1,800 days. 365, that includes July 4th. That yeah. That includes Christmas. That yep. includes New mm -hmm. Year's. That includes your birthday. Yep. Absolutely. All these little, all these micro, microcosms or concepts we're always preaching about. Like every day we do these and they stack. Yeah. They stack and they build. Stack winning habits. Yeah. To the point where I can quit my job, mm -hmm. where I can make enough money to get an, open up another company, which invests in this. And like, dude, it, it doesn't happen overnight. No. But if you listen to the people that are preaching these things and you're stuck in a nine to five and your back hurts because you have a 90 minute commute, then you sit for eight hours and you have a 30 minute commute. And then you just like go home and sit on the couch and eat pizza. It takes one decision. Like you do that one decision tomorrow or now you do it again. You master that decision. And before you know it, 
these things are just like yeah multiplying it's literally stacking winning habits and as you stack more and more it's like building a palace yeah as you get further away from the foundation the thing gets more and more beautiful and immaculate like when you go and you see a palace you don't look at the ground you don't look you don't take a shovel and dig under the ground to see what's down there you look at the the veracity of this thing you look at how beautiful the marbling is and the architecture and wow how did they get these gold fucking sculptures on the ceiling upside down spitting fire at you and something it's like, you request and it's, <laughs> it's like a jm not a, yeah you come to jm's house and that's what you're gonna have how the fuck did they do that like that's what this is it's stacking these habits to a point where it's immaculate and we choose this we're choosing this actively but i will say until you're able to master the the dopamine at the start of the day, you're not going to get anywhere with this. If every single day you wake up from the fucking alarm on your phone, do you wake up to the alarm on your phone? Uh, today I didn't. I would say no. I think I wake up before. Do you? I use a hatch, and it's yeah. way better. So I can keep my phone out of my room. I was, I'm the biggest believer in keeping your phone out of the room. Um, I, I sleep and I have sex in my room. I don't do anything else in there. I don't work. I don't have my phone in there. No reason for it to be in there. So um, if you can master the start of your day with the dopamine hits that Ross and I are talking about that I've talked about so many times in this podcast, then you are in complete control. The issue is like these things control the shit out of us. Do we have to see who's liking our story or our post, or we have to see who's posting here when and what we have to see who's angry about what. And like, dude, at the end of the day, that's all noise, but that's all getting stored in your filing cabinet and it's getting stored and it's going in there. And it's just, if you don't have control of your dopamine, the first thing you're doing every single morning is you're going in your filing cabinet and you're just fucking it up. You're just throwing shit everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, all over. Floppy the, disks. Yeah, fuck this place, dude. <laughs> fuck this place. And like, well, someone's got to organize that. Yeah. Journaling. Thinking time when it's fucking quiet. Yeah, that's what I was talking about today. If you're not listening to the Grow Eye podcast in your car, you need to have your car completely quiet. But listen to the Grow Eye podcast over having your car completely quiet. Walks. Walking during the day. My first walk of the day, I have no music and I have nothing. And I do this really cool thing. I forget who, whose idea it was. While I'm walking around the city, and it's cool to do in, in, in Austin, I count how many sounds I can pick up on, different sounds. So, for example, I leave North Shore and, well, you know, right away, there's a car driving by. That's a sound. Someone walks by their feet. You hear the trees ruffling because we have greenery in downtown Austin. You hear someone hammering on construction. You hear the van beep, beep, beep. You hear, like, there's five mm-hmm. noises right fucking there that I just heard. So what Is I love like about Waking things, up the brain? Huh? Is it for waking up the brain? No, this is for getting into deeper thinking, conscious states of your brain. Mm. So I go and I take Peyton and we go the so North Shore Library, right? Pedestrian Bridge. On Pedestrian Bridge, I'll sit there. I either do it this in the morning or the evening. And I count that this is how many sounds I've had. I do this every day. It's one of my favorite fucking things to do every single day. I'm getting dopamine just thinking about it. How many sounds do I have now? All right. Now it's hard. I have 22, 23 sounds, but now I'm in the calmest place in downtown Austin, and this is when it really gets therapeutic. Now I have to find new sounds. 
I got chills thinking about it. Like a bird. The bird. Like on the wood. It's the, it's the rowers. Yeah. Going through. Yes, it's the paddle boarders. It's the, it's the fish jumping out. It's the crane coming in and landing and cleaning itself. Mm. Dude, it just gets so fucking magical then. It's people walking by and it's you know, actually a great doing date whatever. idea. It is incredible. That's a really good date idea, huh? So we'll keep Hold walking. on. I'm sorry. Go somewhere like fucking to the mountains or Mount yeah. Bunnell. Yeah. Smoke a little joint. Yeah. And just see how many noises you can identify. That's a good idea. Good idea. And then fuck. <laughs> now see how many noises you can make. Noises, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's crazy. I make the same noise in bed. <laughs> so that's something that I do that is unbelievably grounding. And again, that wasn't my original idea. I took it from someone and started doing it. I do it every morning and do it. I mm. love it. Or like my favorite one, like I'll be on the pedestrian bridge stuff. And like Peyton will be there and like, he'll like lick his paw. And like all wow. like now it's pain or he, the whole scratch, like those are noises. Those are different sounds or he'll look at me and he'll pant, you know? And it like, dude, I love doing that. And it grounds the hell out of me. And that's before I'm on my phone. You have to block out all the noise to focus on one noise. You have to also block out the noise you've already heard to continue mm. going to deeper and deeper levels of it. So dude, it's really intense. Next time you walk around Dawson, I, 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 I yeah. hope you think about that and you try it out. Cause you'll be like, dude, that was nuts. The first time I did, it, I found like nine or 10 noises. And now I'm in like the twenties and thirties. Sometimes it's mm. really fucking cool. It's super unique. But the last one is journaling that file cabinet in a way. So as I do my journaling at the end of the day. I only do it once a day right now. I really want to make time for two times when I'm journaling, my phone is away. What do you do for journal? It's not on me. So I do bought a really nice book, a leather bound book. And I bought a really nice book. Do you like writing? To go with it. I love it. I love it. You like the physical paper? I love the physical paper. I I would never I know this isn't everyone's belief, and I'm not some savant on this. I would never journal on my phone. I never There's a would. thing called a remarkable. Have you heard of that? I've not. It's a digital journal. Okay. I want to get one. Okay. It's dope. It's literally like a journal. That's digital. But it's on your phone? No, it's a separate journal. Oh, it's, it's its own thing. Mm -hmm. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be sick. Because it's a, a never-ending, you don't have to buy it again. Yeah. There's something about the pen and the paper and the physical touch of the nostalgia. The hand. The hand, the hand on going it. across yeah. the paper. And, dude, I love, you know, when I journal, I write everything that's gone through my mind in that day that I have not yet processed, and that usually takes about a page. And then I flip over to the back and I write about my feelings and my emotions. And I feel so in touch. And I feel, I know this isn't really your topic of expertise and probably not something you're huge on, but like I'm super in touch with my feminine energy right now more than I ever have been as well for being able to just fucking write down my emotions and my feelings. And like, this is how that made me feel. I liked this. I didn't like that. Mm. And then the third page is this is just in critique time. It's like, you can give me critiques, and anything you say, I take, and I do. Steven and Tony can give me critiques. But to, when it comes from yourself, you have that. Wow. The level of accountability. And honesty. Honesty. I have now sifted through things that I experienced today. All of my current feelings and emotions. And you've been mentioned in one of my journals as well, just so you know. And now... 
I'm criticizing. I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm critiquing myself. There have been some criticisms, but if I criticize, I, I have this rule with myself all the time. If I criticize, I owe myself a, a solve. All right. You don't like that. Then what the fuck are you going to do about it? And so I'm, I'm just critiquing myself. Where could I have been better? I could have been more present in this conversation. And then that doesn't sit well with me mm. so that the next time I get the opportunity con to converse with somebody, I make sure that I can show up in my fullest, and my greatest ability. Ross, I finished journaling and I close it. I'll close it for a little bit. I'll do about 10, 15 minutes of work, which is something I just found out. One of my friends told me like, Hey, after you're done journaling, you're supposed to stay off your phone for a while and just sit with it. So, uh, uh, but I've already been off my phone for like 20, 25 minutes. It's a heavy work time. I journal like 7.30 in the evening. So I'm uh, closing down on work. I need to work on that. But I get some work done. And then I come back and I read every single word that I wrote again. Question. Yeah. If you're open to answering it, what's one thing that you uh, on air would like to confess yeah. or share criticizing yourself mm -hmm. that you don't like, mm -hmm. that you want to solve. Mm -hmm. That is not like, Oh, I don't like my bench technique. Yep. Like yep. something maybe a little, not embarrassing, but vulnerable because I will do the same. Man, I have one. It's a little uncomfortable share on air. You, you don't have you, the level of uncomfortability is up to you. It's my podcast is girl. I have always been vulnerable. This might be like episode 300 also as well, by the way, it might be, um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a funny share yeah. men listening to this will be like, well, that sounds great. Women listening to this will probably think I'm a douchebag. That's okay. I've been prioritizing low value items. I wrote that in my journal. You have been giving effort and energy to low value items. And what these low value items are is kind of twofold. One, like I've gone out and partied two times in two weeks and I don't do that. That's like not my thing. And when I go out and party, I mean, I'll, I'll, a cheap night's a thousand bucks. Like I, I spend a good bit of cash that, you know, could go elsewhere. Um, there's a lot of girls who want my attention right now. And enticing options, you could say. And it's not that they've been getting my attention, but they've been getting an energy share when I'm not actually interested. Mm. It's just fun. It's like so, the, the analogy, like, dude, I just ate, but I could eat again. It's not really hungry. I know. It's fucking Jay Carver's. Yeah. Dude, I just ate. I know. But, but it's Jay Carver's. And, you know, there's, um, it's a good... What it is, is it's like, you're going back to like fifth grade Justin, who had acne all the fuck over, buck teeth, which is like not confident, had nothing, but like, man, would just do anything for attention from a female. And like little fifth grade Justin is like, he's getting his validation right now, if that makes sense. Mm. Oh, I was able to put that down on paper and really sit there and think about it. Um you know, Megan Davis is back in my life, very prominently. One of my closest people I've ever had to me. I communicate this with her and I chat with her about it. And she made me really identify, like, what part of you is seeking this? Because mm. it's not me now. Me now actually, like, prefer to not have it. 
set fifth grade Justin, uh, that freshman year high school Justin, that like he wanted to get girls mm-hmm. and he was watching his friends get girls, but like he was wasn't very good looking, wasn't very confident, wasn't very funny, wasn't really nothing. And he's getting this validation through these things right now. Mm-hmm. So that's had me very uncomfortable for about four days. And I've thought about it a ton. That's honest right there. Yeah. Um, like I'll, I'll see a woman give me an eye and I'll like start a conversation for nothing. I don't want her number. I don't want to go out with her. I want nothing. But now I just wasted 30 minutes getting to know this person that I kind of hope I never see again. Like she was hot. She's cool. But this happened too many times. Mm -hmm. Or like someone will slide in my DMs and like I'll give it attention. And so I challenged myself. And then I shared it with Megan. And now I share it with the podcast and you, which is a lot of vulnerability. I'm sweating bullets right now. Nothing since then. Nothing, not yes. a thing, not respond. I haven't responded to Good. a single thing. The people who I actually want to have a friendship or a connection with, I chat with, but let's be honest, it's like two or three people and everything, nothing from anything else, nowhere. And you know what is crazy? I am, I've made more money in the last three or four days than I, than I was making by a significant margin. Got like four one year signups one of my companies that I would love to actually talk to you about is blowing up. It's going nuts. It's huge. And we got a huge valuation recently that I'm like really pondering what I want to do with. Mm. Um, a good opportunity, not great, but I think a good opportunity has kind of fallen into my lap on partnering, being a financial partner for um, um, a matcha company here in Austin that I feel very strongly about. Um and I'm connecting deeper with myself, I feel like. With if I wasn't able to put that on paper, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to be where I'm at mm. with my energy reserves and the places that I'm putting energy into. And like, dude, I'm a flirt. I'm a flirt. But there there has to be bearings on it. How far mm-hmm. can you go? Yep. You're not actually gonna take this woman home. You're not actually gonna date her. You're actually, you have no intentions. Yep. You just want to get the validation of, oh, she likes me. Cha-ching. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> now I, I've wasted time. Yeah. That could have been put into a conducive relationship yep. with a special female in my life. Or I could have fucking called Ross and had a fucking business conversation with Ross. Mm-hmm. But instead, the energy went somewhere yeah. else. So I appreciate that question. I appreciate you asking me. Appreciate you answering. I'm sweating bullets after that one. <laughs> that was an intense question. Are you going to start journaling? Ross, I would love if you started journaling. No, I actually have PTSD of it. What happened? Do you mind sharing? Yeah. I used to journal all the time. Yeah. In high school. Yeah. And um, I guess I was, you know, we were all in high school immature. Yeah. And I would journal. I took a psychology class. Loved it. And they mentioned journaling to discuss your feelings. And this time, I hated my girlfriend. No way. Fucking hated her. Okay. Why were you with her then? Because you were like having sex or what? No. Um, high school shit. Yeah. She I was with me, all the girlfriends in high school. She made me mad. Yeah. So there was an incident where it made me mad and I just like was so mad. No way. And I journaled all my feelings. Somehow that journal got into her hands and hurt her mother's hands. Yeah. And it was like, this is this guy. Like, this is how you feel. I'm like, oh, my God. That's like my my impulsive 
you know, my impulsive feelings that you just stole from me. I'm not walking around feeling like that. Like, so yeah, I don't do that. I, I, everything's in my head. If someone opened. My yeah. Journal. You would feel like violated. If it's a girlfriend worse. opened my journal, yeah. I'd break up with her. If a friend yeah. opened my journal, I would They're break up with me. them. Yeah. So that's, that's the, that's why I don't do it. It's because you have my most vulnerable thoughts accessible to someone. And I think it's just over. It's you're, you're opening up a, an opportunity for nothing good to happen. That is just my opinion on journaling. No, that's very valid. Having something that traumatic happen. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be. Like, could you imagine like if someone broke into your house and they didn't steal anything, but your journal, that'd be the and worst they just steal. took, they just took random pictures yeah. of these pic like, Imagine her if mom? you were a celebrity. Her fucking mom. Yeah. Do you imagine if you were a celebrity and that happened? Oh my god. Where are they at now? You know anything about them in terms of what they're doing, their success value? I think still in the high school town. Yeah. That sounds about right. That's just not something anyone with any sort of intellectual operation is able to with actually moral do. compass. You could leave. I could be married to a woman who has 10 years of journaling and she could leave them all at the house and she'd be gone for a month in front of me. And I would with spotlights fucking shining. I wouldn't on want it. to read that. And I would never, I don't want to read no. a single unless, unless you want to share something with me from your journal. Yeah, totally. I would love, actually, I would love to read that more than anything else on the planet. But if you don't want to share that, you can even me? make that a partner, like a a little ritual at the end of the day. Yeah. You guys read each other's, you know, yeah. read together your That'd journals. Be cute. That would be cute. Like you could have a couple journals. Yeah, exactly. I would rather I would rather a partner it, cheat on me than go in my journal. To be honest with you, yeah, there's way more vulnerable shit in my journal than there is in like cheating on somebody. So yeah, that was intense. That was intense. Share. I'm really, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that we had that conversation. I definitely didn't expect to talk about to share my deepest journaling secrets so far. Uh, Ross, I always appreciate you taking out the time coming on. I know people just love when we're together. They love it so much. Uh, so until next time, which will probably literally be next week, <laughs> uh, from one man to another, I appreciate you. I appreciate your friendship. Anytime. It's super sad that you didn't watch the fireworks from my house last night because that was the he most. He gave me an invite. Person. Ten minutes. What? If if you want to know, minutes, what it's it was like seven fifty. He goes dinner yeah. at Carver's at eight. Yeah, I'm like what am I supposed to do? That means I would um, have to be somewhere nine minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. Ready. Yeah. For dinner. Yeah. At Carver's. Yeah. Randomly at night. No, 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 no. I brought Carver's back to my house. Oh, you didn't. Oh. I brought Carver's back to my house for everyone to eat. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone was eating. He sent me three lines. Got Carver's, meaning got an appointment or table at Carver's. Got Carver's. My house. Fireworks. That's what he sent me. That's what being friends with Justin's like. Anyone want to be friends? Let me know. There's so <laughs> many questions here. <laughs> you got to put it together. Show it to my house. I got Carver's. Fireworks.
Yes. If you say Carvers and fireworks, I'm there. <laughs> I don't care what's happening. I'm there. I had the most insane view in Austin. It was absolutely I crazy. saw it. It was crazy. Yeah, it was cool. We were was a lot of people. A lot of people. There was 12 people over at my house. There was apparently 150,000 people that came downtown for the fireworks. That's nuts. They were all at my house like 11, 1130 because the traffic was too bad to get out. There was a, there was a, you couldn't get out. Yeah, of course. You couldn't get out. Like even if my parking garage, you couldn't get out. So... Yeah, but I went to bed. They just hung out. <laughs> All right, Ross, until next time, leave us a five-star rating and review. We will see you soon. Peace.